Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. Today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Cece Doucette. She's the director of Massachusetts for Safe Technology. She works with schools, communities, municipalities, and legislatures to address the wireless radiation and public health. She's also the education services director with the international nonprofit Wireless Education, which offers affordable 30-minute online training for schools and families. She is honored as the co-chair of the technology panel for the NIH Health in Buildings Roundtable Conference and the present state and local policy at EMF Medical, Con Medical Conference. She's also been featured on Genius of Wellness, Boston 25 News, EMF Warriors, and in the films, Generation Zat and Wi-Fi Refugees. Welcome, Cece. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dr. Gamble. It's such an honor to be here with you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, I really appreciate you. And for you guys in the audience, you do not know this, but this is like our third take because interestingly enough, we're here talking about Wi-Fi and our dependency on Wi-Fi, at least my dependency on Wi-Fi is tremendous. I live out in the country and Wi-Fi goes in and out sometimes. So it's very phenomenal that we have Cece here to talk with us about the other side of Wi-Fi that many of us do not know about the risks, because many of us are very much focused on the benefits and we don't realize that there are risks to every technology and in particular, this technology. So Cece, thank you for being with us today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. And you're right. We've all been uh, given this amazing technology and taught all the benefits, especially convenience, mm -hmm. without really understanding the risks. And, you know, I was very guilty of it, too. I spent eight years bringing wireless technology into my children's schools at the time when the ed tech wireless industry was pushing in the 21st century classroom. And here in Ashland, Massachusetts, we're a small town. Our budgets had already been cut to the bone year after year. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have money to get all this tech that we were being told our kids would need to succeed in the world. So, you know, good doobie moms. We jumped in and started doing fundraisers and we got wireless infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We got iPads and Chromebooks and smart boards and minis and Apple TV and what we thought was great. And then one night at book group, a girlfriend of mine who's an electrical engineer, she was reading a book called Zapped, like you stuck your finger in a socket, Zapped, mm -hmm. um, by Anne Louise Gittleman. And she was learning that there are indeed biological effects from exposing ourselves to this man-made energy. And it was book groups. So I just made a mental note of it. But then not long after that, another source crossed my desk and I thought, wow, if there's anything to this, I want to know because I literally spent eight years bringing it in. Exactly. Um, so I'm a technical and professional writer by trade. And I just thought, is there any science to this? Hmm. And I was astounded, Dr. Gamble, to find literally 
thousands of studies all over the world showing extensive mm -hmm. biological harm. And so when I started doing the research, I'm finding that there are effects on the brain. So this is a little graph that we have. And if you go to Massachusetts for safe technology, you'll find everything that I'm talking about mm -hmm. easily teed up. I do two free public education webinars a month that anybody can come for a little bit longer training. That's a two hour session, but yeah. here's what it's doing to our brain. And the good news is once we learn a little bit, we might make some changes and we'll walk you through that too. But insomnia is huge, mm. anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, like we've never seen before. And even before the pandemic that got so many people anxious, um, we were already at epidemic levels in our advanced societies with technology. Uh, difficulty concentrating, memory problems, brain fog, chronic fatigue. So then the ears, the ringing in the ears, humming or sharp pains, mm -hmm. you might become sensitive to all noises once that starts happening. And then for our skin, rashes, itching, burning, facial flushing, um, pressure in the eyes, twitching, deteriorating vision, cataracts, and our poor heart, you know, we are bioelectrical beings and the heart, some people are getting palpitations or arrhythmia. Their heart might go too fast or too slow, depending on their own individual biology, mm. or it might feel like somebody's sitting on your chest with chest pain and pressure, wow. higher low blood pressure, you know, so there's a lot. And in the long term, so those are all short-term microwave sickness symptoms. In the long term, we're seeing child and adult cancers. We are seeing Alzheimer's coming on at earlier and earlier ages. This radiation from our wireless is a neurotoxin. And then uh, infertility is a big one. And it was actually the infertility studies that got me on my feet as I'm reading through the science. And I'm seeing in certain studies, they've taken male human sperm and exposed it to a laptop with the antennas radiating. Mm -hmm. And it changed the DNA, which is the roadmap to grow proper anything from a person to a plant to a pollinator. It slowed the motility of the sperm and it caused apoptosis or programmed cell death, which means it was killing the sperm in four hours of exposure. And wow. I went, you've got to be kidding me. We had just sent our oldest daughter off to college with her MacBook, which she was using right on top of her reproductive organs. Mm -hmm. And our youngest had just gone into high school. And so for Christmas, we gave her a laptop thinking we'd give her a leg up. Yeah. And so now we have additional fertility studies with wireless radiation. And Kaiser Permanente, for example, did a really good study that, that showed people who are using wireless technology are having higher miscarriage rates. Hmm. Um, so I was just stupefied by all of this. How could this be? And I was raising my little hand with my schools going, guys, I think we got a problem here. And I was the grant coordinator for our schools at that point. I had run our education foundation for years. Okay, quick fun fact with Zoom. If I raise my hand like that, the little yellow hand symbol comes up. <laughs> and then it switches the camera as if I'm in queue to answer a question. Or ask oh, a question. So, yeah, fun fact, that just started happening last month. Really? Um, I, I've never, I was like, wow, did I do that? I love it. I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> 
so, um, so I raised my hand with my schools and said, guys, I think we have a problem here. And I got that crickets. And I figured this out over the summer. And that happens to be for the administration, the busiest time of the school year, because they've got to close one fiscal year, open the next. They've got to get all their staffing, all their supplies, all their professional training crammed into these short eight or 10 weeks. So, but I kept reading and I kept finding information and I started swapping information with one of the school committee members who we had raised our kids together. I'm going, Lori, look what I'm finding. You know, the French National Library took Wi-Fi out in 2008 because of the biological risks. Whoa. There were schools in Italy and Israel and Belgium who were pulling Wi-Fi out of the schools because it was radiating the children. And here I spent eight years bringing it into my school. So morally compelled, I just kept raising the question. And we became the first public school district in the nation. I know it's hard to read because of the glare, but it says best practices for mobile devices. Turn off these devices when not in use. Turn off the wireless, the access points when not in use. And always place a solid surf the device on a solid surface, not your body. So I think in all honesty, what happened is they had a big legal uh-oh moment. Mm -hmm. So for anybody with this who owns an iPhone, I welcome you to take that out right now and go into settings. Mm -hmm. From settings in an iPhone, scroll down just a little ways and hit general. Mm -hmm. From general, you go all the way down to the bottom and you'll see legal and regulatory. When we hit that, the next screen brings up a little list and about four down, you see RF exposure, radio frequency, radiation that they politely call energy because it is a man-made energy form, but it's actually two-way microwave radiation. And so I like to share this with people who are new to the conversation, because as soon as we open our mouths and go, there's something wrong with Wi-Fi, we've been so conditioned to think immediately, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. But when you show them the legal fine print in their own device, they read it and they go, what? It tells us they tested this away from the body. So if you're putting it in your bra or your, your suit pocket or your shirt pocket, if you're tucking it in your yoga pants or your back pocket, you are exceeding the Federal Communications Commission's guidelines for public radiation exposure. And by the way, those were never biologically safety tested. So okay. the industry got in there and set these radiation limits way up here. And the science is now showing the harm is hundreds of thousands of times below that, like really Wow. Low, low level of non-ionizing, non-thermal, which means it doesn't have to cause heat to have harm. Yeah. And our current radiation limits are set to heat. How much heat would it take to raise the temperature of gel inside of a military-sized mannequin mm -hmm. in six or 30 minutes? That's the only testing they did. They never tested for biological effects. And that military model, SAM, specific anthropomorphic mannequin mm -hmm. sam is modeled after a military man in the 90th percentile of fitness who's about six foot two and weighs 220 pounds which represents basically none of us so now we tested it on children 
I want to get into some of the, the logistics of this, meaning I'm curious to find out what happened to your school because they had invested, I would guess, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars into making the school advance with wireless. They yeah. had also start to receive the benefits of the convenience of utilizing it in the educational process. Mm -hmm. So what happened when you approached them with all of this information? Yeah, well, when they saw that legal fine print, they realized that they were in a pickle because they had given the devices to the students and the staff with no safety training. So this is what they did. They hung the sign in all of our classrooms, but they're not doing it. They're waiting for higher authorities to tell them what to do. And so I went to our state level Department of Education and I presented to them and I met the man who ran the digital office at the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. And he had no idea this issue existed. They had gotten wooed by industry at the state level. They had been given these sweetheart deals to get all this wireless into our schools. And then they embedded it into the curriculum. Yeah. So when you open this conversation with the schools, they look at you like a deer in the headlight because they're deep in bed with industry now. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do it, they are at risk of getting a low rating from the state, which controls the purse strings. Yeah. So they, our schools are between a rock and a hard place. But some schools, particularly private schools, when they learn about this, they have more free reign. And there's one here, for example, a Waldorf school that had a child who was electromagnetically sensitive. And all they had to do was just get Ethernet cables. So it's not rocket science to fix. If you go to the back of your router, you'll see there are still Ethernet ports back there. Mm -hmm. And I was tickled because, you know, we did what everybody did. We went for the new technology and we had this stuff all over our house. I ran down to my basement and found the box that had all of our old Ethernet cables <laughs> in it and my trimline phone, you know, the long skinny one with the yeah, yeah. really long cord in the kitchen. Yeah. That's what's hanging in my kitchen now. <laughs> um, and then I got a nice, you know, a few nice office phones for yeah. conducting business. So I wound up replacing all of those decked cordless phones in my house because they're like your own little cell tower sitting there radiating just like the routers are. But you can plug in an Ethernet cable to the back of your router mm -hmm. and then you just run it to wherever you're using technology. And many of our homes already have Ethernet jacks in the wall. So you don't even really have to do anything other than plug stuff back in or bring in an electrician and put Ethernet jacks back in the wall. And then who knew, but for like the iPhone, you can buy this little $20 lightning adapter mm -hmm. that plugs into the Ethernet cable on one end and then plugs into your device on the other end. Really? So, yeah. So in that legal fine print we were looking at, if you go down to the next paragraph, it says to reduce your exposure, don't touch a radiating device. They don't say it is that forthright. They say to reduce your exposure, use a hands-free option <laughs> like speakerphone. Right. Yeah. You want to create as much distance from something that's radiating, but we can't kid ourselves. There is no safe level of man-made radiation identified in the scientific literature. Hmm. And our own government completed a $30 million study through the U.S. National Toxicology Program, which is the gold standard around the world in toxics research. And they determined clear evidence of cancerous tumors and DNA damage. So clear evidence is the, the highest 
of five categories they could assign our mm-hmm. own government, right? Yeah. So um, when I was doing my research, I kept thinking, surely if this is as bad as little me can figure out on my own, somebody's got to have our backs on this, right? And it wasn't until 2015, I fell down the rabbit hole in 2013. In 2015, Harvard Law School Center for Ethics came out with this incredible free online 59-page report called Captured Agency, how the Federal Communications Commission is dominated by the industries it presumably regulates. So when I read this Captured Agency report, and I looked at the graphic that they chose, it's a revolving door. And that's what's happened to most of our federal agencies. There are still some good people up in our federal agencies, but many of the ones making the rules today are straight from industry. Yeah. So there's nobody protecting us. There's no cavalry coming. And oh. in that legal fine print, when they say, you know, don't touch it or create distance, you do create distance. Mm-hmm. That's because this one device now has five or six separate antennas constantly radiating, going, here I am, where are you? Here I am, where are you? To the nearest cell tower or router, <clears throat> or router at millions and billions of cycles per second. Mm-hmm. And our core bodies, we have our own electromagnetic field that is meant to be harmonized with the earth. And the earth pulses these beautiful healing electrons seven eight. 7.83 times per second. A guy named Schumann figured that out and that's called Schumann's resonance. And that's why it's so healthy for us to get outside mm-hmm. and do natural grounding or earthing as some would call it, big body of science behind that too. But we've gotten ourselves overpowered and now these devices have multiple antennas. They give it to us with everything full tilt and we would never know to stop and think, well, gee, so we have one service for cellular and data that has an antenna. We have one service for Wi-Fi that has an antenna. Then there's Bluetooth, there's locator, there's hotspot. And for anybody who didn't know any better and went ahead and bought a 5G phone, that has separate additional antennas in there to capture these millimeter waves that are now being used in addition to the longer waves that we're able to get into our homes and make wow. a connection your device what what is it that we can do because i know that i'm hearing this and i'm overwhelmed so i can only imagine how other people feel you know and so it is if if you can tell us uh two things number one what we can do in our homes Mm -hmm. what can we do with our personal bodies and what can we do with our schools because i was a teacher in the schools and you're right in fact they have gotten rid of books in the most cases. And now all of the books are online. When your child goes home and says, mom, I need Wi-Fi to do my homework. They're not lying to you because they have no books anymore. I know it's just unconscionable. So to answer your question, what we can do at home is try and create a sleep sanctuary. So if you can always choose a hardwired connection and go into each device and turn off all of the antennas. So this uh, ethernet cable, I would plug into the back of my router 
And then I would get little adapters. If you no longer have a, a direct ethernet port, you can buy little adapters for 20 or $30 for whatever devices you have. Mm-hmm. And of course, most of us have multiple devices in our homes now. There's something called an ethernet switch. It's like an extension box for electronics. Uh-huh. So you plug one end of the ethernet cable into your router uh-huh. and then plug the other end in here. And that carries your signal to whatever room you're going to be using your technology. And then you get separate little Ethernet cables for each of your devices and plug them in. Um, You do have to think about giving up some convenience because you can't just, you know, walk into the bathroom with your device anymore, Um, (laughs) which a lot of people do. Um, So no judgment, though. You know, we all got sucked into this without knowing there are very serious risks. Um, So create a sleep sanctuary above all else. When we first got started, we would put our router on a timer Mm -hmm. until I just bit the bullet and said, I'm the mom, I got to protect my family. And then I said, no more wireless in our house. And first we just threw like um, my my older daughter was in college. And when she had come home, I had always had a rule of no toys at the table when we're eating together and no tech in the bedroom. But now she's an adult and she had a long distance boyfriend and would want privacy to talk to him and, you know, zoom with him or whatever. So we just literally threw an ethernet cable up the wall and huh. into the vent in uh-huh. the AC vent into her bedroom. So it was a very crude first step. Sure. Um, and then next time we brought the electrician in, we just had him run it behind the wall mm-hmm. uh, and then put an ethernet port into her bedroom. So we've got ethernet jacks, in my office wall here, which allows me to safely connect with you. We've got one in our living room. We've got one in our basement office. And then we've got one up in my daughter's bedroom. Um, So that wasn't rocket science to fix. And then once you plug everything in, you just need to go in and turn off all those antennas. Because if you don't, how would you know if you're getting radiated? But there's good news on every front. Everything we've broken, we can fix. So let me give you a demonstration because I had a hard time getting my mind around this because it's invisible, right? Yeah. So um, one of the major gaps we had when I fell down the rabbit hole is so many people were suffering from microwave sickness and had no idea and their doctors had no idea. They'd never been trained. Now there's an EMF medical conference that was offering 24.5 continuing medical education credits Mm -hmm. that expired in July, but the executive director of that conference has now taken the entire conference recordings Mm -hmm. and put it online for free. So every single one of us and our healthcare teams can go get professionally trained and it's, you will just be blown away by what you're going to learn at this conference. But this was the radio frequency detection meter that was recommended. And now doctors and healthcare practitioners are putting this in their practice Mm -hmm. So patients can take it home, see what their exposures are, come back, and then they'll figure it out. So in the scientific literature, they want us to be at 10 or less in our sleeping areas, which is our homes, right? Um, The unit of measurement is something called a microwatt per square meter. So basically in three feet of air, how much radiation is passing through? Mm -hmm. We want to be at 10 or less. Right now I'm at three because after I stopped circling my tail and finally cleaned up my house, we have a pretty safe house. So watch what happens when I take my cell phone out of airplane mode Mm -hmm. and all of those antennas 
start coming online. And they're all pulsing to make or maintain a handshake with the nearest cell tower or router. And this is what our cells, that noise is what our cells are up against all the time. So I'm gonna put this back in airplane mode and then I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we just did. So what it went from three to what? What was the final reading on there? <laughs> so it dissipates after a few seconds. That just went from three to 926,000. 926,000. With just the cell phone. Just the cell phone. So hang on. I just stuck it back in airplane mode. I hadn't done it right before. Um, but yeah, from one device with multiple antennas, and most of our devices have multiple antennas. And now the industry is forecasting because they're pushing this 5G and the internet of things. 5G just means fifth generation. But in addition to what we had for our regular cell phones and stuff, they're adding new waves onto it, these tiny little millimeter waves that can do beam forming to go right to your device, mm -hmm. but they still need the bigger waves to find your device mm -hmm. and then beam form in it. So it's an added layer of toxicity. So now so, can, you, can you go again over the types of symptoms that we need to look out for? Mm -hmm. Insomnia, insomnia, headaches, mm -hmm. nosebleeds, mm -hmm. nausea, dizziness, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. chronic fatigue, cognitive impairment, learning disabilities, pain from unidentified sources that your doctors can't figure out, infertility, cancers, um, Heart autism, ADD, ADHD, Alzheimer's coming on at earlier, earlier ages. Um, it's a neurotoxin. And it dysregulates our hearts, heartbeats that are going too fast or too slow. So, it, you know, it sounds just awful and it is, but there's always hope when you hear from people who have figured it out. So, for example, Deb Hodgson is a woman up in New Hampshire, and I had been asked to do a screening of an award winning film called Generation Zapped. Uh -huh. It's now on Amazon Prime. This is a great way for people to start learning about this and bring your loved ones into it. Sit down over Thanksgiving and watch this film together when you've got everybody together mm. and then start the conversation. Um, but I was doing a screening at a charter school up here in Massachusetts. And this woman, Deb Hodgson, came down from New Hampshire <laughs> and she was going to go off Coumadin. And she had heard that the Wi-Fi can affect the blood. Mm -hmm. So she decided to hardwire her house. And, you know, as moms know, we're the leaders of the pack in our families quite often. We always get the bad rap. Oh, mom's crazy. You know, she's talking about this and that again. So Deb hardwired the house. She was getting flack from her family. And then this plant that her adult kids had given her was sitting in the kitchen doing nothing for about a year. Mm -hmm. She removes the wireless from the house and that plant shoots up 15 inches in two months. Wow. And that's when her kids were like, whoa, gee, maybe mom's not crazy. And now they have children of their own uh -huh. and they have wired their own houses. Now, a quest, quick question. What mm -hmm. about those devices that I see? You know, like these little patches that they say you can put on your phone or you can wear them and blah, blah, blah. Do they actually work? Well, that's a tricky question. So you and I are very different individually. Mm -hmm. Something that might strengthen your own biosphere might shorten mine out. Mm -hmm. 
So mm -hmm. we recommend that people do muscle testing with any kind of product, but more importantly, don't fool yourself. Remove the radiation as the first line of defense because you mm -hmm. could be setting yourself up for long-term problems. If you're sitting there going along going, ha ha, I've got this little sticker on my phone, I'm gonna be fine. And then you could wind up with breast cancer, or brain tumors, or you know whatever. So remove the exposure. There is no safe level of microwave radiation. Um, but again, muscle test if you can. If you're tempted to use, you know, maybe some of the crystals might be helpful for you. But remove the exposure as best you can. It, it reminds me of when people are dealing with food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, it can't be my food, anything but. And what I encourage them to do is, well, you know, for two weeks, eliminate that food. And let's just see what happens. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. And that is really what I think I'm hearing from you, that the only way to really convince yourself that this is not tin hat kind of thing mm -hmm. is to remove it yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, there's good news. Everything that's on your device. I was down at our senior center yesterday um, talking to some folks there. Everything that's on your device is there to use your clock, your alarm, your camera, any apps you've downloaded. It's that constant going back and forth, looking for signal and doing updates in the background that's harming us through all the data pulsations coming through. Um, so one woman has an app that she uses uh, to do meditation before bed. And we turned everything off in her phone antenna wise. And we looked at the app and she's like, cool, I can still use that app. I don't need radiation to use that app to calm down and go to sleep because she doesn't sleep well. Maybe last night she slept better because she turned off the radiation. Um, what about those so anything, devices? You know, when, when people put are them in airplane to find mode. out, but if, if, if you're trying to find out what's your sleep quality, for instance, and it's recording your sleep quality. Mm -hmm. then you're not going to be, will it work without the Wi-Fi? You'd have to test it. You know, like with the app we tested yesterday, it still worked fine without the Wi-Fi because the app is on the device, mm -hmm. right? So the clock will still work, you know, all that. Um, but if you're trying to figure out why you're not sleeping well, <laughs> take off that device, put it in airplane mode and set it far away from you. <laughs> It could be I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head here because there's so many, as a healthcare professional, you know, I get mm -hmm. people to wear these wearable devices to be able to track their data. And now we're saying, okay, that may inadvertently create some of the complications that we're trying to resolve in the first place. Exactly. Way. I know, I know people with sleep apnea will sleep with the PAT CPAP um, and the older ones were great. But now they've started putting radio frequency transmitters mm -hmm. in that. So, yeah. you know, it's a double-edged sword there. Um, my own daughter has type 1 diabetes, and she chooses to use CGM. the CGM, yeah. which is the continuous glucose monitoring mm -hmm. system that pairs with her cell phone. And it brings great benefit to help her control the blood sugar highs and lows. Mm -hmm. But she could also learn to only leave the Bluetooth antenna on because that's what it's pairing with and turn off all the other antennas during sleep. And she puts her cell phone as far away from her in the room as she can. So the message is not no technology. It's the goal is to get to what the Centers for Disease Control calls the ALARA principle. 
get to as low as reasonably achievable when we're dealing with man-made microwave radiation. And they say three ways. One, spend as little time radiating yourself as you can, so time. <laughs> Two, create as much distance from something that's radiating you. And three, if you can't um, get away from it, you should shield. And there are really good companies that offer shielding products like fabrics that have metals woven into the fabric mm -hmm. that um, these bigger waves can't get through. So it basically creates like a Faraday cage around your bed or you, whatever it is you're trying to shield. So, so speaking mm -hmm. of shields, do you also use the shielded wires, the shielded ethernet? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a great question. So with regular home wiring in our electrical code, you don't have to have shielded wires. That just means there's a layer of foil wrapped around the wires inside the plastic. Mm -hmm. That shielded um, aluminum in there prevents the electric and magnetic fields from pulsating six to eight feet into your living space. Mm -hmm. In commercial builds, they have to use shielded wiring. They never did that for residential builds. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna be buying a new ethernet cable, yeah, look for one that says shielded. That will just protect your body a little bit more and it only costs a few dollars more. But to answer your school's question, mm -hmm. there's a wonderful website called Tech Safe Schools. Mm -hmm. If you go out to Tech Safe Schools and you tell them where your school is, they will send a packet of information explaining the health risks, the legal risks, and most importantly, how to remediate this. Um, and their website has excellent resources. And you can get to all this stuff through my website, Massachusetts for Safe Technology. Um, and like I said, we do free public education webinars twice a month. So people will come and they'll learn a little bit and pluck up a little courage and go fix something. You know, maybe they start just keeping their cell phone in airplane mode as a rule. And if you do that, turn go into your settings and turn on airplane mode. But you also have to look at that um, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, because if it says not connected, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's off. It means it's still going over here going, here I am, here I am, here I am. So make sure those are all off mm -hmm. and then measure. I went after a grant and became the first in the United States to put a radio frequency meter on loan in my public library. Mm -hmm. And now because our libraries are having to reinvent themselves, um, they now have a library of things in many of our communities. Like my daughter borrowed a power washer for doing something at her condo. Um, mm. But now libraries are starting to put these radio frequency detection meters on loan. Then everybody can borrow it for a week, go to ah. your office, check out your car, check mm -hmm. out your kids' schools, check out your home. And because they're seriously putting these antennas in every product they want to sell you these yeah. days. So, Nothing. you know, our stoves, our refrigerators, it's Everything. hot bed. Yeah. yeah. So we just need to know, and we need to ask the industry for the right to have non-transmitting technology. Mm -hmm. um, but that woman, Deb Hodgson and I worked with legislators in New Hampshire. We became the first in the nation to pass a law to investigate this. So there's a lot going on in the public uh, policy space. There's a lot going on in the courts. The FCC has been sued for ignoring 11,000 pages of evidence of harm. And it's been two years since the judges told them to bring the science in line with their public radiation exposure limits. They didn't put a deadline to it. So it's been two years and the FCC has done nothing. So there's nobody coming to fix this for us. But you know, if I people learn 
that's my happy place. The challenge is that it's so insidious and it's difficult to separate. So even when I moved into this new home, Mm -hmm. they said that I needed a smart meter. And I Mm -hmm. said, well, I don't want a smart meter for my electrical. Mm -hmm. There was no other option. If I did not get a smart meter, I would not get electricity. You know, so it's like you're, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place. You want to do what's right, but sometimes it's, it's difficult for it is but I you know like I said for everything we've broken we can fix it and you're absolutely right I measured two digital electrical meters on my home we've got one for electrical and one for solar Mm -hmm. and when I counted how many times that thing pulsed microwave radiation Mm -hmm. 17,000 times a day and that is one of the major triggers for people becoming electrically sensitive is what when one of these or a bank of these comes on in a multi-unit dwelling at the medical conference, they said that and the 5G small cells, in addition to our own stuff, can really bring on the onset of microwave sickness. So in Vermont, though, they have a no fee opt out. Where if a customer says, I don't want it, thank you, they have to give you an analog meter and we have a bill here in Massachusetts that would do that. And the Senator Michael Moore, he put an emergency preamble on that saying, look, National Grid and Eversource are looking to replace all of their fleet in the next two years. And they want to put these smart meters on. Wow. It's a public health crisis, mm-hmm. right? So nobody's coming to fix it for us. We have to use our voices and we have to speak up yeah. or we're sitting ducks and we get a smart meter. So you can put little shields on it, but smart meters have a lot of nasty things that happen. Not only do they pulse that radiation back into your home, but one of the properties of this radiation is it likes metal. Hmm. So that radiation can hop on the wires and the pipes of your house and turn your home into a giant antenna, Hmm. which can make people very sick if it's not done properly. So we don't want to scare people, but Knowing is half the battle. So congratulations, you're 50% of the way there. And then just, you know, go easy with yourself. Don't be crazy with your loved ones because they got a lot on their plates too. But be the example, start making the changes and in your own home, lay down the law and say, hey, and buy a meter because otherwise you're still sitting there looking like a crazy person talking. Mm -hmm. Get a meter so you can show this invisible radiation. Um, This one was $400. They have a little one that you can get for under $200. Mm-hmm. And this is, I don't get a kickback or anything. This is Safe Living Technologies up in Canada. Great people to answer your questions to. Um, and there are others in the market as well. The resource that you were telling us about, about the free conference that was um, put online, is all of that information on your website? Yeah, if you go to my resources page, you'll find that in a few of the first bullets on that page. Okay. So ladies, I'm going to be putting the link to CC's website in the chat, not in the chat, what am I talking about? In the show <laughs> notes. So when you're looking at this particular episode, you'll be able to go there and click on the link and sign up for her events. Because remember, she does a free public education webinar twice a month. So sign up for them and, and go to them over and over and over again, you know, and just just come away with just one little thing that you can do. You know, don't overwhelm yourself because mm-hmm. it's easy to go into that zone and then just throw your hands up and say, oh, what, whatever. I know. Yeah. So just, Protect just your sleep. one little thing. Protect you know? your sleep. 
because it's cumulative and you might be feeling great today, but tomorrow may be the day you hit the tipping point. So. Yeah. And, and you have really educated me, especially when you connected it to the melatonin and the pineal gland. And not only is melatonin very key for our sleep, but it's also key for our immune system. Yes. You know, so ladies, turn off your phones at night or put them in another room or something. Yeah, don't charge them by your bed because just the wires bring dirty electricity. Don't charge them by your bed. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, give yourself that break. It's lovely not to be at everybody's beck and call again. Exactly, not to be tethered to the mm -hmm. phone. <laughs> yeah, I give say. yourself permission to take it back. Yes, take back your sleep time. Yeah. And if you have a landline, if you don't, I suggest you get one. You can forward cell phone calls to the landline. This was never meant to be in our homes. It was meant to be mobile technology. Yeah, right? on the road. So exactly. We can teach you lots of little hacks. So come along and learn with us. And thank you again for this opportunity to meet with your thank audience. Thank you so very much. Ladies, we will see you for our next episode. Until then, peace and blessings. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.